Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello! Hey! I'm reluctant again to put my headphones on because I think I have slightly debonair hair. Again, not quite as debonair hair. It's not as good as it was last well, week. I'll put it I'll put it on. Here we go. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, yeah. See, that looks like a pig's ass now. No, it still looks good. Really? Yeah. You've got that little quiff at the front yeah. that will always be there, no matter how much you want to flatten down the rest. I'm not sure. If there's anyone out there in terms of, you know, the new technologies in hair transplants that wants to A, sponsor the show, and B, give me, not you. I don't want them. Give me a free hair transplant. I could maybe talk you through the whole process during this podcast. You want to make sure you get a good one, though. Yeah, we have had run-ins with people over the years that have had poor hair transplants, haven't we? But then that made me think that all of them are poor. No. But obviously there's people who's had them that I've seen those people and didn't know they had them, Mm. and that would be the good ones. Well, we'll keep those people nameless because we don't want to offend those people. But I had mentioned to you a couple of people off camera one time. I said, well, he's definitely had it, and he's had it, and I know that he's had it. And you were amazed by that, weren't you? Yeah, I was amazed sometimes. Um, Billy, I brought you a cake. I saw that. I can't even concentrate because I'm thinking about this cake. You can dive right in right now because there are two hidden ingredients in this cake. Is it chocolate and cornflakes? (laughs) No, no. I want you to isolate. I was was simply using up ingredients in my house. And what, what I mean by using up ingredients was... I had a bag of X, which I'll keep a mystery because you're going to find out what that is later. I did have to go out and buy cornflakes and unsalted butter and <laughs> chocolate. But I tell you what, these are a smash hit. I tell you what, I saw you taking these out the fridge there, mm, mm. but I didn't know that you'd actually made them. I made them. What kind of chocolate is it? Mm. Well, excuse me. Oh, what's that? It's a brand name, so I can't say the name of the chocolate, but... Well, you can if the if the um you know the thing with the show. Sponsor. What do you call it? Sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. And if they sponsor a show, we should get a dictionary to sponsor you. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two hidden ingredients. Have you got one of them yet? One of them is really obvious. It's, There's it, something in there that's it's vi- soft. It's visual. There you go. You got one there. Ah, yeah. That's what? a marshmallow. That. Correct. There's a mini marshmallow in there. Yep. And then something else, which you know me well enough to probably be able to. Guess what that hidden ingredient is. Well, I don't think it's a raisin. Not a raisin. You so, know what? I don't like raisins and curry. I'm not a fan of raisins and curry either. I don't like that they swell, you know, take on some of the liquid and yeah. and they're all like big and bulbous, I guess is a, is a word for that. But I tell you what, the simple luxury of a chocolate cornflake cake. Like with a cup of tea. I've been doing this over the last few days. Absolutely spectacular. I'll tell you what, Dom. 
There's no way I'm not going to finish this now. I finish it. I'm going to finish mine too. But do you think that's okay in the show mm-hmm. to just be eating a cornflake cake? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. It's delicious, that dumb. Can you not tell the other? No, not yet, but hold on. Is it visual, the other one? Not visual. So you've got, up to now, cornflakes, unsalted butter, chocolate, mini marshmallows. There's one more thing in this mixture. It's subtle, but it's there. Knowing you, it'll mm. be something weird, like a cayenne pepper. You've got it. Cayenne pepper. There is a tiny little hint. What was it, like th- three grains, a no. granule? I remember thinking, because I'd made a terrible uh, mistake on New Year's Eve with you and your family, where I made what was supposed to be an apple and berry crumble, and I thought, I'll spice up this crust, this crumble. I'll put a tiny little bit of spice, and it'll just give them just something to think about. But instead, it became a spicy crumble, didn't it? And to be honest, I've always said it was okay, but I think we're far enough away from Christmas now to say that that spoiled that crumble. Yeah, it was shite. It was absolute, it was absolute shite. <laughs> no, it was still tasty. Your son liked it. He loved it. But I, I learned from my mistake, and I thought less is more, yeah. apart from situations where more is more. Like when you're acting. Yeah, always <laughs> always give more, always. That's what every actor, that's what every director says to me. More, more dumb, more performance. <laughs> um, so I thought, right, I'll do less is more, and I simply took... The the glass vessel, love that word, not glass vessel, uh, that the cayenne pepper was in. <laughs> and I just I went like this. If, well, you, if you're only listening to the podcast, you're going to miss it here, but you'll, you'll right. see. I went like I'll this. I'll describe it. I went. It gave it one shake. Tiny, but you know how small the granules of cayenne pepper are. It's well, quite a t- lot. Gave it a stir, tasted it, and I thought, yeah, you might not know, but then every so often you go, oh. A little bit of spice. I think I feel it on my lips more than taste it on my tongue. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is fantastically good for you. You should put it in anything that you can. Between cayenne pepper and turmeric, it's anti-inflammatory, kills cancer cells, makes you run faster. This, this Does it make you run faster? Not sure if it makes you run faster. Is there a go-to cake that if you were right up against it, you would make? Um that I, I knew that I could make. Yeah. In Just, my head, I would say shortbread. Right. But I did try to make shortbread the other day, thinking I was a master of it, and it was really awful. That's a shame. I, I was remember. making it for the neighbour as well. Oh. Because they're from Argentina, and they gave us in an Argentinian cake. Right. How was and their Argentinian cake? It was absolutely delicious. And I thought to myself, I'll make them some shortbread, you know, from Scotland. And it was trash. Absolute shame. trash. I think you're a good cook. Yeah, I thought it was Over great. the years that you and I have spent together, you're quite adept in the kitchen, not intimidated by a kitchen by any means. You can get, uh, get stuff going. But there has been a couple of notable failures. The one that I'm thinking of is the sushi in New Zealand. Do you remember that? You were really excited about that. Oh, I did. It was a great. Yeah, I bought the thing. And you all bought that. The, yeah. the kind of rolling device, yeah. which was like really tightly mm. packed pieces of wood. You put the rice in there and the fish, and then you tightly uh, pack it and stuff. But it's not about that, is it? It's about the rice. It's the rice. It's getting the rice You've right. You've got to get the rice and right. And to this day, my son still says, I can't get the rice right. And I've oh, tried... does your son try and make sushi? Oh, oh yeah. You make we, sushi. I make sushi uh, quite a lot, to be honest, and uh, it's never quite right. Well, if you look at the rice in a sushi restaurant, mm. it sits in that kind of big... Tombola, which I think has a high level of humidity. I've got one of those. Have you? Yeah. Wow. 
Hey, Tom, mm. I'm just going to finish this in finish one mouthful, up. right? Because it's starting to annoy me now. That, I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. But I don't know if people want to hear me, you know, masticating. Be very careful while you masticate. Never so, have chocolate on your hands while you're masticating. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this in one mouthful. And it's quite a lot. Here we go. I would also like to apologize for the first few minutes of the podcast, basically being myself and Billy chomping away on a treat. But it, I like them when they're cold out of the fridge, and I thought if we make it room temperature, it gets a bit melty, and if I could use this word, a bit claggy. To be honest, Tom, it is absolutely delicious. Well, and I'd, I'd like you to tell me that, what chocolate that is because it's very tasty. To be honest. You don't know? I can't remember. How did you melt it? It came in buttons, mm. the shape. And it actually says on the bag itself mm -hmm. that it is specifically for melting the chocolate. Well, so, that... you know, in a bowl, immersed in warm water, mm -hmm. and you keep it stirring, and it's dead easy. I'll tell you what, that's lovely, that, Dom. How's your week been? What's been going on? Well, that was, it's, it's better now. Of course. That I've had that cake. <whistles> Dom just threw that across the, the, the room there. Wasn't that a good shot? Wasn't it? See if you can hit your... Hit mys myself Hit right in the hero, lens. Hero Are you ready? It's hard because I've got this thing here. Oh, that was quite close. Yeah, actually. better than me. Yeah. I've seen if that was in three dimensions. People would have been falling off the sofa. Anything notable happened this week? Anything interesting? I've started surfing again. Right, yeah. Quite seriously. Got but, a new board or are you leaning back on your old board? Bought a new board. Um... Expensive, aren't they, surfboards? Oh, they're expensive, all right. And you're always scared, like, when you've got a brand new one that you're going to ding it. Which you are. Yeah, but I carry it around like it's it's made of, like, something that breaks really easy. Give mm. me a word. Mm. Should we say sugar glass? Like it's made of sugar glass. And I, that's how I'm carrying it around just now. Mm. But my son has got very into surfing, so it's got me into it. Brilliant. A father and son activity. Yeah, I like it. How have the waves been? <clears throat> not, not like great, but fantastic for me. Nice and small and crumbly and not too scary. Yeah, that's yeah. what we want ultimately. I mean, you and I learned to surf in New Zealand with Elijah and Orlando and our friend mm -hmm. Dave and our friend Nigel. And I think for the most part, we, I mean, there was a point where we were really into it and, and started buying books about it and, talking about how we can improve and stuff. But then ultimately we all settled back on the idea of like, if we can go out, catch three or four waves, have some fun with our mates, mm. make a noise when they catch a wave. That's all we're looking for, right? It's one of the most difficult things I've ever tried to learn. Mm. I, I still haven't learned it. Mm. I, st I still don't feel like I've got past the beginner stage of it, mm. which is amazing after all this time. Yeah. But just to be in the water and... Um, some dolphins came up and they were as close as I am to you, Dom. Wow. Which I have to tell you is about six feet. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like, they were catching the waves and just that is beautiful. Ah, that's beautiful. And also seawater, ocean water is full of negative ions, which sounds like it's not good for you, but actually negative ions have been proven to enhance your mood mm -hmm. and make you feel better about yep. stuff. Just everything. Just general stuff. That's why it's crashing water, apparently, and that's why people like to be near uh, waterfalls. Interesting. <clears throat> Anything um, happened with you this week? 
I had a nightmare yesterday, a oh, real, gosh. a tough time with a piece of technology. What you, was it? Well, I think you're certainly more patient than me, but also a little bit better with technology than I am just in terms of solving things. I had to print out some pages. Okay. So anyone out there, if you've got a Canon MX 860 printer. One of the greats. They should have called it the all bells and whistles printer mm -hmm. because this thing prints photocopies, scans, faxes like you need a fax anymore. Somebody just asked me to fax on my page yesterday. Really? Carry on. Wow. You don't hear that too often, nope. do you? Do you remember actually when we first got to New Zealand, Orly was constantly faxing his girlfriend from the hotel. Do you remember? He would fax like 15 pages of stuff. Did he? Yeah, I remember I that all the time. I don't remember that. Back when faxing was like the cool thing to do. So this thing, amazing princess, massive. You right. know, it's, it's a good foot and a half tall by probably three feet wide. Is it new? Did you just no, get I've it? No, I've had it for okay. a while. But it has a slot that you put the paper in to fax a slot that you put the paper in to scan, a slot for photocopying, a slot for printing, and then obviously exit places of all those places. Exit slots. Exit slots. So I started out, I, I needed to print out six pages. And I thought, well, I can easily go down to the local print shop or I can eventually make this printer work that's just been sat in my office. So I put the pages in the slot. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Have my computer, talk to the printer. You can see that it's talking to it. Say, oh, hello. You can see that it's talking to it saying, yeah, we're, uh, we can do this. Um, and the printer wakes up receiving the message. And then it says there's no printer in, there's no paper in the printer. So I'm right. now moving the paper from <laughs> four or five different slots into another one. Went online, because obviously you can find all this stuff online, and saw that the actual place that you're supposed to put the printer paper is almost underneath the printer, oh. hidden away. So I did that. I thought, right, we're off to the races. Press print. It does. It starts making those very yep. positive noises. I thought, this is brilliant. We've started. All it does is just print. Well, not even print. Just spit out a blank piece of paper and says, the job's done. But the job's not done. It's six pages of stuff. And... And this is one of the things that annoys me the most in my life with technology or even just anything is you now you now you're completely inept because you've got a 
computer that seems to be doing all the right mm-hmm. things that you've told it to and a printer that is doing all the right, it's giving you all the right messages and there's no way that you can step in between and say, wait, guys, you need to do this instead. So I just went down to the local print shop and got it printed out myself, but I lost my temper a little bit. It's annoying that, Tom. It's so frustrating when you're just like, well, now you're just a really expensive piece of plastic and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do and I can't, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do next. You know? Is there ink in it? There's ink in it. Yeah, mm. we did all that, uh, everything. And I, and I looked online how, you know, problem solving mm-hmm. and troubleshooting. So if anyone out there has been in the same situation as me, nightmares with technology, yep. get in touch. You know how to. But we've been signed out. I mean, of- it's, it's a nightmare, but I mean, it's not Terminator nightmare, is it? No. Now, we can't tell you what to dress up as for Halloween, but we can tell you that you can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes at Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirements for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor. Getting started is easy. First head to policygenius.com. Slash Onion. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalised quotes to find your best price. Head to policygenius.com slash onion to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ONION. Hey, and I tell you what, Dom, it's not just trimming. It's also getting into fall smelling nice. Well, Manscaped, they've got you covered because they'll keep you smelling fresh all day with their new refined body wash. Now, it smells lovely. Ladies love it, and from what I hear, it will keep away vampires. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest trimmer on the planet. And did I mention that the trimmer is waterproof? Yes, this trimmer is shower essential. And then you can seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, their crop preserver, which of course is the deodorant, and the crop reviver, which is the toner. Now, they'll make sure that your pumpkins stay fresh. So trust me when I say this, fella. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. So you know that all the people who really know about um, technology, Dom, People who really know, you know, like Bill Gates and mm. people like that. Mm. 
they are all worried about artificial intelligence. Mm. <clears throat> Do you know why? Um, no, I could guess, but go on, tell me. I'd like to hear your guess. Oh, I okay. I think they're worried mm-hmm. that they will invent an artificial intelligence that will very quickly start to think for itself and mm-hmm. overtake humans. I think you've almost got it there. Right. You've almost got it. Right. So once a machine can think for itself, right, exponentially it will become more and more intelligent, like nanoseconds yeah. as it goes. I can now think I'll improve, 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 like whoa, 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 way quicker than we ever could. To a point where why am I even bothering about humans? Why are they here? They're actually not good for the earth. Let's wipe them out. And that will happen like within a second of a machine becoming an artificial intelligence. So is there not anything out there now that we ask to think for itself? No, there's no real artificial intelligence. There is um there's a uh a frog? No. No. Is it a type of steam? No, it's not steam. Is it it's like, like a pasta. Test. Right. And it's what's it called though? What test is it to test for artificial intelligence? Do you know that? No. Is it the name of a famous scientist? It is like, Is it? Is it the? Is it the uh, te- Tesla test? So close. Oh, uh, Nikolai test. So close. Oh. But I can't remember it. Ah. Oh. But it's the name of a John's scientist. John's going to look it up. Okay. Up, uh, oh, illustrious producer. He knows oh. it. Turing test. Turing, right, right. Well done, John. Nice Tremendous work, knowledge. John. Tremendous knowledge. It's made me cross my legs, that. And, and, and once you do that test and they find there's an artificial intelligence, it could be the end for us all. I know Elon Musk talked about the insecurities with uh, artificial intelligence on the Joe Rogan show a right. couple of times uh-huh. where he had said to Joe Rogan, we over at my company c- can create an, an AI. Now we have the technology, but we're reluctant to do so because of where we can get to. And Joe Rogan was saying, but isn't that the evolution of life in some way on planet earth that it moves from human to, to an AI? And Elon Musk said, well, yeah, quite possibly, but it probably might be the end of humans, you know. Like intelligence, as we know it, will just they just balloon to points that we couldn't even... Because even in our lifetime, the accessibility to knowledge has ballooned. We, we growing up doing homework, let's say on uh, Wales, would have to go to a library... And mm-hmm. only based on the books that they had in the library was where we were getting our information mm-hmm. from. Nowadays, obviously, you put whales into the internet and you have access to almost every book that's ever been written about whales. So young people nowadays, this whole idea of like there are no wrong answers, we're now living in a society where people will not accept that you can sit around a table and be like, oh, I'm not sure, is it this or is it that? People say, well, let me just go find it or Siri help us out what's the thing you know so it is it is dramatically accelerating I don't know I don't know how I feel about all that stuff really it's Um, interesting Dom it's It's very interesting interesting. 
So like the current I, test. Like I said, if you guys have had nightmares with technology, like I had yesterday with my printer, get in touch. Or if you know how to fix an MX860 printer, <laughs> get in touch. Or um, explain how you could maybe fix it yourself. That's I think you would be able to fix it yourself simply because you stay in the pocket of patience in a way that I don't. Like I spent 15 minutes maybe trying to mm -hmm. fix it and then I was like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going to go down to the shop. I think you would sit there for an hour and go, right, okay, that's a machine. It's supposed to do this job. It's not doing it currently. I'm going to make it work. I think you're right, Tom. I would make that my day yesterday. Yeah. I would enjoy that. And get a massive amount of satisfaction out of having it happen. Yeah. My thing is the frustration involved in the journey of mm -hmm. potentially eventually it being successful far outweighs getting it to print those six pages. I could go down to the local print shop, print out those pages. And I think you think the longer term thing of, well, if I fix it once now, that means in three more days when I do need papers printed, vum. Like a wrap a drain pipe. But you live in the moment and you're not thinking three days. You're just thinking, I want six pages now. I'll go down to the store. They'll do that. Yeah. Oh, emails and real mails. Fast as tigers, slow as snails. Guys, I really think like there's some there's some real percolating life with this show now because it's been a few episodes since we started making it and now we're getting more and more comments you know, where you, wherever you get your podcasts, on our social media and on YouTube. There's been a couple of questions here on YouTube that we're going to get to. Well, we do the voicemails first, do you think? Oh, yeah, well, should we do the voicemails? All right, well, let's let's do that. Hey, Billy. Hey, Dominic. My name is Laura. I'm 14 years old, and I have a question for you guys. So were there any bloopers on Lord of the Wings that were so funny that you still remember them? That was my question. I would be very happy if you answer the question. Bye. What a wonderful voice. Lovely, wasn't it? Lower. Where would you say she was from? I think she's probably from Germany or Austria or Switzerland, some Germanic-y influenced place. Right? Lovely accent. Lower, get in touch with us if you if you want to tell us where you're from. Yeah. Bloopers. We did do a few, didn't we? There was. There is a blooper reel that I think you'll be able to find on YouTube. Yeah. Um, that we played at the the rap party when um, the, the film had finished. What does rap mean at the end of a day? I know this. Here we go. This is a, side, a, a bit of a sidebar here. Uh, rap refers to when we used to be working with film much more. And at the end of the day... Or the end of that particular uh, scene, when they knew it was done for the day, they would have to rewind the film back to the beginning to put it back into the canister. And rap is an acronym. I it think, is an acronym for wind, roll, and print. Very good, though. Yeah, but we don't tend to wind, roll, and print too much anymore because it's. I all think digital. it's wind reel. Oh, is that right? But it's all digital now, so there's none of that. But we still see rap. Yeah, we rap at the end of the day, we have a rap party, and at the rap party, we played a blooper reel that everybody loved, yeah. and somehow it found its way onto YouTube. So I would say, get on YouTube and look for Lord of the Rings blooper reel, and there's some funny stuff in there. 
Peter Jackson is a big fan of practical jokes and messing about, and he can become quite giggly and silly at the best of times. So I think when we had time on set and if someone suggested something funny, he was always into it. My favorite is all my favorite uh, bloopers are always the simple ones. And my all time favorite one in the Lord of the Rings one is where Ian McKellen Gandalf says, Orcs, and so far from Auckland, <laughs> which is a city in New Zealand. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Some funny stuff there. Thanks, Loa. Let's do another. Hey, you two. My name's Monica. I'm coming to you from Wisconsin. I'm so excited to listen to your podcast. Lord of the Rings means absolutely everything to me. It helped me get through my rough preteen years where I was bullied for being different. And it's because of these movies that I was so inspired to go out and find my own adventure and find people who would love and support me no matter what. Since then, I've been to amazing places across the world and found amazing people to adventure with me. I met my best friend in Edinburgh and got him hooked on Lord of the Rings also. We're part of this world and we're doing our very best to make it a better place for everyone else. Thanks for all you do. Looking so forward to listening to you guys. Thanks. Lovely. Thanks, Monica. That's very sweet. It's always sad when you hear somebody had a hard time at school. Sometimes schools like that, right? <sighs> As people try to figure out who they are, it's it's easy to um, bully the person who who doesn't fit into the usual uh, stereotypes. I think it's school can be a really cruel place. And when I look back on my school days, I have to admit there were times where people that I knew in my year were probably being targeted in a way that I wasn't and I remember thinking well at least it's not me because yeah, I was the yeah. small kid at school and I was it would be very easy for me to have been picked on and I think school can be such a competitive awful place and it's a shame my dad was a teacher my brother continues to be a teacher uh, lots of my uncles and aunties and cousins are teachers and they do say that in the blink of an eye, kids can go from best mates forever to within 15 minutes, that person's pushed out and they're being bullied. And mm. in a lot of ways, it kind of, it can set you up for some of the, some of the hard truths of being a grown up. You know, you're not always going to be liked by everyone. Mm. You're not always going to be included in group situations. And not that I'm advocating bullying by any means, but I think sometimes knowing that, you know, life isn't always going to be exactly how you hoped it would be and learning those tough lessons when you're at school, I don't know, there's an element of rites of passage to that, but no one wants to be. Yeah, I know bullied. what you mean. And uh, it is really difficult. And I think, I would hope the world's getting better, I think, at, at kind of accepting everyone. I hope. But uh, another difficulty is online, that people can bully right. online and you don't know who they are. And right. so I think you're right. Sometimes when you bully, when someone's being bullied face to face, it's obviously a lesson, you know, a horrible one for a person being bullied, but also the person who's bullying. Because hopefully if they see someone being that hurt, it will stop them doing that in the future, you would hope. Mm. But online, 
There's none of that. You can bully someone and then forget about it. Yeah. So it's, it's something I think the online thing that we have to look at carefully. You know? Yeah. It's also important at times, I think, to have the perspective of, you know, if, if you are old enough and are interested in being involved in a kind of pub-based society, there tends to be that one guy or girl in the pub who drinks a little bit too much and at the end of the night is slinging around insults and being a bit mean and nasty. And in that particular situation, you just go, yeah, all right, Dave, nice one. As you walk past and you go, oh, you're an idiot. You go, okay, Dave, see you next week. And you walk off and you don't think anything of it. It just kind of, you know, bounces mm -hmm. off you because you think, well, they're not super happy and they've had a bit too much to drink and they don't really mean it. I think sometimes with this cyberbullying, you suddenly see this piece yeah. of text in front of you and it's permanent and it's written. You say, I'm, I need to respond to that. I'm being attacked here. If that was someone, if you're walking down the precinct and you walk past someone who doesn't know you, he goes, you look like an idiot in that jacket. Yeah. You go, all right, mate, see you later. It's not a big deal, yeah, you know. So yeah. I think some something about the power of cyberbullying is a real shame. And, um, you know, they, they, they are trying to kick a lot of it out now with, you know, some of these drives that they're doing for racism and or anti-racism and, you know, making sure that people are, are not being targeted. But it is, I think, probably the worst thing about social media is yeah yeah great question monica hope yeah, you're doing okay and i'm glad it all went well and i'm glad lord of the rings helped during those times same growing up i love cereal i mean who doesn't a nice bowl of cold cereal mm, delicious but then i found out it's full of sugar it's not very good for you so what are we going to do about that well i've been trying to cut down carbs sugar unhealthy food and I realised I basically can't eat, I can't eat anything until I heard of Magic Spoon cereal. I love Magic Spoon cereal as well, Billy. There's nothing better than of a weekend in the morning making myself a lovely bowl of cereal and maybe having some cold milk whilst catching up on cartoons. And let me tell you this about all the healthy things about Magic Cereal. It's zero grams of sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories a serving. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and it's low-carb, and it's yummy. Plus, you can build your own box. All the available flavours, you can put them in the way you like them and custom bundle, whether it's cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, my personal favourite cookies and cream, you make up your own box. Yeah, these flavours were first introduced for a limited time and they sold out just like that. So now they're back, including maple waffle flavour. Very tasty. You've got to try them. They're delicious and indulgent. Perfect for my guilty midnight snack or first thing in the morning cereal. So go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use the code onion at checkout to save $5 on your order. Not only that, but Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code onion to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode.
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counselling done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counsellors in all 50 states. Special offer for the Friendship Onion listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash onion. Let's do one more. Uno mas. Hey, Dowen Billy. Good day to you from Dave in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada's worst-selling author on a satire about finding happiness. Super stoked about your podcast. Looking forward to hearing it. Would love to see an episode where you talk about fiction and maybe about uh, a couple fiction books that you've read and how they impacted you in terms of your dreams or something you learn from them. Because I think fiction is a great way to learn lessons about life. Look forward to hearing from you and just want to say, Loved you guys so much as Mary and Pippin, the way you portrayed them. We named our dogs Mary and Pippin, and they're probably the cutest dogs on earth. Anyways, take care, stay safe, and can't wait to hear your podcast. Sweet. Two Couple do- of handsome dogs. Two dogs called Mary and Pippin. Lovely. Um, yeah, reading is very, very uh, formative and important. I think, you know, we, we have been struggling to read as smartphones have come more and more into our lives, but hopefully we're reading a little bit on smartphones as well. Um, in terms of fiction, one of the things that really stands out to me, because it was relatively recent and an amazing experience, was I went to Peru for about two and a half weeks into the jungle, no phone, Uh, no access to the outside world with a few friends. And I took with me the book Dune, or as you say in the United States of America, Dune. D-U-N-E. D-U-N-E by the uh, illustrious uh, science fiction writer Frank Herbert. In fact... (laughs) H-E-R-B-E-R-T. Like like Sherbert, but without the S. Um... He's probably attributed with writing the seminal piece of science fiction literature, not to be confused with Professor Tolkien, who's known for have written the fantasy. seminal piece of fantasy. Lots yes. of people, for some reason, confuse sci-fi and fantasy. I mean, they're kind of similar-ish worlds. Dune, which comes out at the end of the year, starring Timothy Chalamet and Oscar Isaacs, who I work with on uh, Star Wars, who is... One of the coolest, friendliest men in the world. What were you going to say that was funny about Timothy Chalamet? I was going to try and spell his name, but there was no way. <laughs> I think it's actually Timothée. Timothée! Chalamet. Is that not a shampoo? 
It might be. I think he has some sort of maybe Canadian connection. I think it's Timothy. Anyway. This this question actually began its life in Canada. Yeah, sorry about this. Um, hello, Canada. Um, Manitoba. So I went down with Dune, which I had tried to crack into a couple of times and was distracted by life. And I thought, well, if I just take this book down with me and I have nothing else to do at night or in the day, I'll, I'll be forced to read it. And it is just one of the most incredible. Apart from Rings, it's probably the deepest dive that I've ever done into a world. You read it, right? Or did you yeah. just watch the film? No, I read it years ago. And, I, you know, I'd like to read it again, actually. Brilliant. But uh, two of my greatest um, uh, fiction books of the last few years were recommended by you. Oh, go on. What? Ready Player One. Brilliant. I loved it. Roller coaster. I just happened to be passing a bookstore and I thought, oh, Dom, Dom told me about this book way before the movie and all that. Oh, I. And I loved it. I loved it. And then, you know, the other one about the guy who goes to India and he. Shantaram. Shantaram. Brilliant. I loved that. Yeah. So that's a couple of great, great fiction um, recommendations from Mr. Dom Monaghan that I would recommend to anyone. Hello. In fact, that's just jogged my memory. My mum mm -hmm. and dad asked me to ask you yep. if you could loan me that book by that Scottish author. Did he win the Booker Prize? Uh, it's called Shuggy, I think. Shuggy Knight or Shuggy? Shuggy McBride. Shuggy McBride. It's brilliant. My parents, and especially my mum said, it's a little bit near the knuckle. It's quite dark. It's a bit blue. But it's lovely. But they it's loved a great it. story. And I said, oh, Billy, Billy and Ali both read that and they loved it. And they said, oh, loan it off Billy. I'll give You'll you that. It. Would you? Yeah, I will. All right, next time. I'll bring it next time I see you. Brilliant. Um, yes, read more books. In, in all of my kind of artistic uh, endeavours, whether that's reading poetry or looking at paintings or watching movies or watching TV, when you find yourself falling deep into a book, it's one of the most immersive experiences ever. And it will stay with you for a long time. That's what I like about books. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Lovely question, Canada. Guys, if there's a book that for you changed the course of your life or you absolutely love or you would recommend to Billy and I that you think maybe, who knows, maybe we'll start a book club, get in touch with us. You could leave a message at www.speakpipe forward slash the friendship onion. Well done. Thanks committed that to memory. That was good. Um, we're also getting some comments on our YouTube page. If you guys want to listen to our dulcet tones, of course do that. But if you'd like to see our silly faces at the same time, watch us on YouTube and you can leave comments about the show underneath. And there are some choice comments here. Hang on, let me scroll down with my mouse. Just leave good ones. Yeah, you can leave... Uh, you can leave constructive bad ones, but don't just be nasty and mean for no reason. Why would you? Why would you be so unkind? Uh, th this is a comment from Brandon Daniel, who said, "As an aspiring filmmaker, I think Peter Jackson was able to do something so unique. Do you think he will ever come to direct anything like this again?" And then he said, "Love you." Thanks. That's nice, isn't it? It's uh, nice to get some love like that. Uh, hey. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen anyone work as hard on anything as Peter Jackson did in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm. One, it was done on film, as you remember. Mm, so all 
all of the footage had to be checked in something called... Rushes. Rushes. Which we were always invited to, which is uncommon for a lot of actors. Pete Jackson said to us right from the start, look, you don't have to come to Rushes, but if you ever want to come to Rushes, we're watching it every night at my local cinema. Come along. It's obviously going to be rough. I went a couple of times and I was completely insecure about it and I didn't go again. Because sometimes, you know, they may have had three, four different um, sets all recording. So sometimes Rushes was five hours. Yeah. So Pete would film all day as a director, take a quick break for something to eat or whatever, and then go into the theatre and watch five hours of the rushes from the day before, maybe 15 takes of you saying one line. Yeah, brilliantly. Brilliantly. Yeah. They couldn't pick. There was like 15 versions. People was like, we might just have to have Dom say it 15 times. (laughs) It's It's that good. And then they ended up just picking one. Yeah, they picked one by random. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, uh, so would well, would wait, or can I could... just can I just finish that? Yeah, carry on. Because I remember Fran and Phil, Fran Walsh, Pete's wife, and Philippa Boynes, uh, Fran and Pete's writing partner, saying to me, not only did he do rushes, then he would go home, and Los Angeles would have woken up by that point, so he'd have to be on the phone with the studio in Los Angeles and New York. So he's getting. Three or four hours sleep, maybe four or five hours if he's lucky at night. First there on set, leaving last. And I remember him saying to us all the time, which was brilliant, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Do you remember him saying that? Brilliant. Quite a lot. We'd say, are you all right, Pete? Because he would sometimes look tired, wouldn't he? Yeah. His hair's always all over the place. But he'd sometimes look like, oh, man, Pete, you, you look like you need a, a good night's sleep. And he'd look at us and say, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm absolutely... Anytime Peter Jackson does anything, I'll look forward to it. I love that World War I documentary he, he just did. They should not grow up. Anything, I'll, you know. He's doing a Beatles one, which we'll <sighs> cock a hoop about. Oh, wow, I can't wait and to see a, that. He's a massive Beatles fan, and I think he's really keen to show that the Beatles continued to love each other throughout their entire yeah. career. It's going to be joyful. Oh, it's going to be lovely. Can't wait for that. And then, you know, when, it, when he does decide to do another fiction I know it will be amazing. He's one of the great filmmakers, so... But just specifically, Brandon, to to also answer the question that you asked, do you think he'll ever come to direct anything like this again? Could I put forward the Hobbit trilogy? Oh, yeah, Which he, is he did do that trilogy. Which yeah. is Lord of the Rings. It has some of the same characters. Gandalf is in it. As is uh, Bilbo. Yeah. I remember that amazing story that you said that when you and your friends read The Hobbit as kids... And then you started to read Lord of the Rings. You think, well, I'm not going to do this. Bilbo's not even in it. That's how you get so attached to people when you read a book. And I read The Hobbit and I wanted to read another adventure with Bilbo. And because it was Frodo, I didn't read it. Mm. It's incredible, isn't it? I really want to read those books again. I'm just not sure when I have, when I will have the time to do it. But can't wait to do it. Have you read The Silmar earlier? No, have you? No. Shall we read it together? We could do, couldn't we? That might be a fun thing to do. If you've read The Silmarillion and you can recommend it, get in touch with us. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, under, uh, whoa. I'm of the understanding that The Silmarillion is kind of prehistory, how the elves became, how yeah. the dwarves became. Yeah. Sec- second age, is it? Second age. So, What's his name? Sauron. He was walking around on Earth at that point, right? Yes. So if people want that, Perhaps me and Dom could do a side thing of the podcast where we take 
500 days or however long it will take to read the Silmarillion. Sounds amazing. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. If people want it, we will do it. We should be doing audiobooks by this point. Because Why don't we do the Silmarillion? Do you see my point here? Yeah, I know. You made a good point. I mean, you do have a, a wonderful voice. It's in my mouth. Yeah. It comes out of you through your larynx, doesn't and it? And listen how resonant you are. Well, JJ Abrams, friend of mine, name drop, sorry. Bob De, Bob De Niro told me I should never name drop. Yeah. Um, uh, JJ told me when we were doing Star Wars, he was like, a couple of times he said, can you bring the octave of your voice yeah. up a little bit? And I said, yeah, okay. And then one time he took me aside, because JJ's a funny man, he went, is that actually the depth of your voice now? And I went, I don't know, this is just the way I talk. And he said, it's like dropped three or four octaves yeah. in the last few years. It might be because I eat gravel. What are you going to sound like when you're 60? Well, you've not seen my dad for a while, but my dad talks down here now. Does he? Yeah. I mean, Manchester City recently won the Premier League, and when I called him up, he was excited. I said, how do you feel, Dad? I'm absolutely over the moon. I've just opened a bag of peanuts. What does Maureen sound like? Oh, then? she's gone higher. Has she? Yeah. It's like echolocation now. <laughs> only, only bats can hear her. Dominic, we're doing a new thing on the podcast. We are? Oh, yes. This isn't the naked part, is it? No, 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 we're not doing that. Okay, I've told you. We've nixed now, that. Now, what we're doing this time is we're going to listen to a listener. Oh, lovely. Or introduce a listener. Anyway, we're going to maybe ask some questions, get someone on who listens to the podcast. Get to know someone. Get to know someone a little bit. Maybe they've got questions to ask us. Anyway, this week we have the lovely... Lauren Moran. Hello, Lauren. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, Lauren. Whereabouts are you? I'm in New York. I'm like a little north of the city. Nice. Such a cool city. North of the city. So in my mind, the city is a little island. Is that right? That's Manhattan, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so how do you go north? you need to cross the water? No, no. You just go up by just... train. Oh, right. Okay. Good. Is that a Stratocaster? you have behind you on your right? You know, this actually is my brother's old room. He moved out, so that's his. I'm ah. not even sure. He has a bunch of guitars. So. It's a nice one. It's yeah, nice you should one. learn to play that, Lauren. That'll give you something to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we see a little hint of David Bowie, or Bowie, depending on how yes. you say so. Um, I paint and draw. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. Do you have a favourite Bowie album? Oh. <clears throat> I guess Ziggy Stardust, mm. just because mm. that's my favorite song by him. Mm. Not to be cliche, but that's not cliche. At I don't all. think it is. <clears throat> and, and that is your art, is it, Lauren? Did you paint that? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I got Freddie Mercury over there in the corner oh, too. Nice. A couple people. Nice. I love that. That's great. Could you do one for the Friendship Onion? Yeah. And we'll feature it on the show. Yes. Yeah. Sure. We're um, not. We're not going to pay for it. We we don't have any money. Freebies. <laughs> we want freebies. No, it's all good. Got do any questions for us, Lauren? <clears throat> I do. I have a couple of questions. Do you really? Actually. What? Do you really? You have a question? Go on then. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you guys worked on the trilogy for so long, you know, such a big part of your life. Uh, when you were done filming, did you kind of go through like an identity crisis or was it tough to like adjust back to normal life after, you know, finishing everything? I went, I went through a financial crisis. Did you really? <laughs> no. Have I, you recovered? I, I think, 
I think I did a little bit. Um, we rapped just before. Would that have been Christmas of two thousand? Don't know. It was a. It was just before a Christmas, and we all knew that we were going to see each other again because you have to do press on the movie. And and Peter told mm. us that we would be coming back for reshoots. But I went to Austria with my to meet my parents and my brother, and I remember continuing on keeping a diary at that point. And when I read back on that diary there, there's a lot of kind of like, okay, what next? Like now I have to go back to looking for a job as an actor and now I have to go yeah. back to hitting the pavement and paying my bills with a job that's not transpired yet. And where do I live now? Do I live in Manchester? Do I live in London? Do I go to the United States? I think there was a lot of questioning. The, the great thing about Lord of the Rings, for me at least, was you knew that in your back pocket you had a trilogy of films that more than likely were going to play at the cinema and hopefully were going to do quite well. So you, you did have a little bit of a cushion. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I did feel a little... Yeah, it was, was a weird time, you know. We were so in a world and then you're not in it. It's, it's very strange. Mm. And also, good question. Um, good question. Lauren. Also, we're all in touch with each other on a, on a daily basis, Lauren, because we're seeing each other. There was no aspect of mm -hmm. me necessarily needing to get hold of anyone's phone number because we're seeing each other on set. But immediately, it became clear that, like, right, I need Billy's phone number. I need Elijah's phone number and his email address because now it's not a built-in social thing. You have to, you have yeah. to work it. You know, yeah, that's a great question, Lauren. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so I have one question for each of you, actually. This one's for Billy. Um, you're seen with the Palantir, with the Saruman's Palantir. When you filmed that, that was like super intense. Um, did you do multiple takes for that? Did you act it out the same way every time? Or, you know, how was that for you? Well, um, yeah, good question. Because I remember that being a different um, day. Because mainly the, the, the DOP, uh, Andrew Lesney, was an absolute genius with the camera. And the way he lit scenes was so beautiful. And looking at it now, I feel like Lord of the Rings hasn't really aged. It's so beautifully shot as a movie. Um, and I remember that day Pete says, I want this scene to be shot like it's a documentary. So he got Andrew, who wasn't normally on camera, he'd be checking lights and stuff, to actually hand... Uh, hold handheld camera to do it as if like it's almost voyeuristic oh what have we caught here it's you know so it's handheld and I remember at the time thinking god this is so exciting because the days were normally about tweaking lights and just making sure you had the right light on your hair and in your eyes and you know and that day felt like you know it, it, Andrew was right there in my face as I had this kind of palantir and uh, I remember it being a really exciting day. Um, it was really fun. And also, it was quite a, a lot of the other members of the cast in there, right? Mm. Ian was there, Vigo was there, yeah. Orly, yeah, yeah, Elijah, Sean. So it, there's always there was always a great feeling when the entire cast got together because everyone's helping each other out with mood and performance yeah, yeah. and stuff. Brilliant. 
Yeah, it was a Were fun you day. not usually together on set or that was like a rarity? We we were, but very often the four hobbits would be together and then you'd have scale doubles mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. represent Gandalf or, or, or Aragorn or Legolas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was it was all the time that we would be together, but when we were all together, there was kind of a feeling of celebration, wasn't there? Yeah, we get very yeah. good at talking to tennis balls off yeah. off the back of camera because, you know, the height differences were different, so we couldn't always be in a scene with someone. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they, you're right, because that day everyone was sleeping, so everyone was there and the the scales didn't matter as much, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a fun day. Fun day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Dom, this one's for you. Um, in Return of the King, you know, Mary wants to go fight. Theoden tells him he can't, but, you know, you end up riding into battle with Eowyn. Um, did you feel like that was when Mary really peaked, like, character development-wise, or was that a really important and significant scene for you? Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's quite a few moments in the book that Mary has that were taken and given to other characters. Frodo takes a couple of kind of key moments that Mary has in the fellowship because they thought it made more sense to build a relationship between Frodo and Gandalf, which I was always a little kind of like, oh, well, I don't have a massive amount to do in this film and it would be nice to do something. So I think I was aware that that was a big peak, the kind of stabbing of the Witch King and kind of offering offering to be in battle. What was interesting about that time was I was spending a lot of time at that point with Bernard Hill, Carl Urban, Miranda Otto, all three of them being kind of warriors, very capable, headstrong, you know, kind of powerful performances. And I felt very, <clears throat> excuse me, very kind of undermined throughout most most of that time because Mary had nothing to do. He just kind of stood there and took it or couldn't really speak or... You know, as hobbits, we tend to do a lot of our performances on our knees. So, you, I mean, you're literally a lot smaller than people. But I just, quite rightly, I felt like I didn't have a voice and I was kind of being slightly marginalised. And then you have these moments. And what's brilliant about Pete in terms of his direction was even if you weren't, you know, one of the massive key characters in the trilogy like Gandalf or like Frodo he still made your journey feel important so in that day when I'm stabbing the witch king and Miranda you know ultimately kills him he he was saying to us you know this this is the moment for you this is the big moment in in your character's storyline so we need to really hit it you know so yeah it's, it's exciting times and as hobbits I think for the most part you're always in the shadow of the taller stature characters so when you can do something that's a little hero like it's a good day on set um so i guess this is for both of you if you guys didn't play mary and pippin who would you have wanted to play Mm. (laughs) it's a fun question i mean it's hard to say now after watching andy be so wonderful at gollum but gollum's a really interesting character i think yeah yeah i mean the 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 double-edged element of Gollum is really cool. Um, I think certainly as a young man, watching what Vigo did as Aragorn and some of those amazing opportunities that he had to kind of shine as the man was 
you know, you always kind of think, well, that would be fun. But then you look at Vigo and you think, well, there's no chance. You can't be as, <laughs> you can't be as handsome as Vigo with his face all covered in dirt and horse shit. He looks incredible, you know. Um, he just, there's some, something magic about Vigo. Yeah. I remember my mum saying the same thing. You know, my mum said, he's obviously objectively a very handsome man, but my mum said he's much more handsome when, He's a mess when yeah, his hair's yeah. all over the place and he's sweating and he's got, you know, blood and mud all over him. So, hey, great question. Is it true that he broke? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. no, it's all good. Go on. You is can it answer. true that he... Did he break? Is it true? I heard he broke his toe when he kicked the helmet. Yeah. Um, in that scene when they go looking for you, that's true. Yep. It's yeah. his own fault. He shouldn't have kicked a helmet. You yeah. know, everyone thinks yeah. he's an amazing <laughs> hero. He just shouldn't have kicked a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> what um, about you, Lauren? What do you do up there in, in New York? Um, I used to be a photographer. Ooh. And I actually went to school for filmmaking, documentaries. I did um, concerts and, like, fashion week in the city. Cool. But I'm actually going back to school in September for forensic science. So I'm, like, wow. switching it up. You're totally lately. switching it up. Well, yeah. definitely keep doing your art. It looks amazing in the background there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, cool. Don't yeah, stop I just doing that. This into my studio. Nice. I love it. It's beautiful. <clears throat> well, thanks for Thank being part you. of the show, Lauren. We really appreciate you taking some time to chat to us. Um, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you yeah, very much, Lauren. Me. If you have time to draw a friendship onion, please send it in. Thanks, guys. See you, Lauren. Bye. 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 Billy and Dom eat the world. It's time for, I think, my favourite part of the show. Oh, what is it, Dom? It's Billy and Dom Eat the World. Oh, ho! At some point in the future, we'll put in a song, or Billy will probably put in a song, a jolly little ditty. Billy and Dom like food. Billy and Dom like juice. (laughs) We like eating and drinking stuff. Mm. Mm, and you can finish it Whatever. something like that if you want to suggest lyrics for the uh, Billy and Dom Eat the World thing let us know but guys this is exciting I suggested this this week this is my all time favourite coconut water and I'm a massive coconut water fan harmless harvest organic coconut water now I'll just tell you this right off the bat guys not cheap this no, it's very expensive, expensive. But it is. This is strange that you picked this because I didn't it? know we're doing this. Not only have I had it, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's pink in color. It's pink. Now, the reason why it's pink is because it's made with a specific type of young Thai coconut. It seems they say here on the bottle that the coconut trees that they use are all sustainable and that they continue to, you know, plant coconut trees because of that. So ethically, they seem to be doing the right thing. If I've had a bad day, or let's say maybe the night before I've eaten, you know, a lot of food, or maybe I've had a couple of extra drinks that I want to do, or I'm particularly tired, I will treat myself to a harmless harvest organic coconut water. Is there anything else we know about? Oh, located in San Francisco. We went to San Francisco, do you remember? And we were surprised by how freezing cold it was. It was freezing. Now, there's 133 team members in this company living and working in Thailand. Hello, team members of Thailand. Woohoo! Thanks for the coconut water. We love that country. If you guys want to sponsor our show, in fact, I remember years ago, 
my publicist said to me, uh, let me know if there's anything in particular branding wise that you really like, and maybe we can reach out to them. And mm -hmm. I said, if we can get a sponsorship deal with Harmless Harvest, I would love that because they're my all-time favorite coconut. Pan water. down a bit because I think it tells you a bit about the company. And, they, and I like what I read. They said no. Absolutum on none. Well, they may do it now because I like this company we're going very down, much. We're going down. We're going yep. down. Look, they wanted to move beyond the standards of organic farming into a model where farmers realize better personal and planetary outcomes by transitioning to regenerative cultural <laughs> agricultural practices. It, that wasn't easy, Tom. It was not easy. You can have a little drink of coconut water in a second. I think what they're saying there is small-ish companies, only 152 yep. members, is that right? In yep. Thailand, 153. And they are making a product that is self-sustainable. Um, last couple of things to say. Why pink? Coconut water can turn pink when the varying levels of antioxidants interact with elements such as light sunlight. Instead of hiding this natural variation, Harmless Harvest, use it by adding a little bit of vitamin C or citric acid. And the coconuts are young Thailand Nam Hom Coconuts from the Samut Sakon region. Hello, anyone listening to us from the Samut Sakon region. Thank you for this lovely coconut water. Let's Should we try, try it? it? Yeah. Here we go, guys. Mm. You see that? That's lovely, that. I can I tell you what I like to do with this? It's a bit weird, and mm. I'll sometimes do this with other drinks mm -hmm. to sustain the amount of juice that you get out of it. I drink the coconut water with much more air than I would another drink. Oh, so instead right. of just coconut water, I add maybe 50% air at the same time. Hang on it. Let me try that. Mm. 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 Why is that so special? It's almost as if it's like, <clears throat> like, super packed with the flavor of coconuts. It's you like, can really taste the coconut, much more than other coconut water. Like as if the meat of the coconut is is actually in there. Mm. Well, it's lovely that. I'll uh, have some more. I was recommended this by an ex-girlfriend. We were walking mm. around a very well-known supermarket, organic supermarket, which I won't, which I won't name. because Whole they don't Foods. Sponsor yeah, yeah. Right. They but they don't sponsor the show. Yeah. And she said, have you ever had Harmless Harvest? Coconut water. And I said, no, but aren't other coconut waters kind of the same? That coconut water mm -hmm. is four times cheaper than yeah. this. And she said, trust me, it's five times better. And I would say it's 17.4 times better. And you're only paying four times as much. Right. So it's like you're actually making money. So you're saving, <clears throat> is it eight forty nine? if I'm doing maths? Now, here's uh, a thing, though. Yeah. It's a, a sad fact. Oh, God. <laughs> Coconuts kill more people every year than sharks. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's, it's terrible. Refrigerators and cows individually kill more people than sharks, but there are these crazy myths around these animals. Sharks. Has a cow ever killed someone <coughs> with a refrigerator? Can we find that out? If anyone knows any information about cows killing refrigerators, get in touch with us. Yeah. Uh, friendshiponion at castmedia.com with a K. I'll tell you what, John, that is absolutely delicious. 
We've spent a little bit of time in Thailand, you and I. Oh, I love it. And I, I love Thailand. And I hope that at some point in the future we mm -hmm. might get to do it again. I would love Maybe to. Maybe with your family, we can all go and hang out. Some of my, my, my I, I stammered the there for Don't a worry about second. that. Some of my favorite memories in Thailand were with you. Yep. In Bottle Beach. Oh. On the beach. Lovely. And someone would come over and say, fresh coconut from that tree. <sighs> And you go, what, that one right there? And they go, yeah, I'll go get it. They climb up, cut it off, and for some reason, because of the insulation of the coconut, the water's freezing cold. Oh, lovely. Dom, that's just taking me back as I sip this harmless harvest right back to Thailand and drinking a coconut on the beach. Guys, if there's anything that you like... Or is a is a food or beverage curiosity from a part of the world that we may, might not have explored? Let us know how we can get hold of it. Maybe we'll feature it on the show. Obviously, you can email us friendshiponion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Let us know. That that is absolutely delicious. Can I give it marks out of ten for our three things that we mark out of ten for? Yeah. So what what are the what are the categories? Flavor. Flavor. Um, aesthetics. Aesthetic. What does it look like? Yeah. And how useful is it in your life? Brilliant memory. Thank you. Go on then. Marks out of ten. All those three. Taste. It's a ten, Dom. It is. There's. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Looks. I don't like that you. I think you used to be able to see into the bottle. A little. I think there was a gap. Or, yeah. or there is a little gap. See. But I'd like more because I like the pink thing. Yeah. And it used to it used to be that they weren't all pink. I don't know if you remember true, that. True. And you'd look for a pink a one. A pink one. So now they've added something good stuff, vitamin yeah, C, vitamin C, C, that makes it pink. But I think harmless harvest assume that the pink puts people off, but I like pink. I like it as well. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take two marks off of that. Mm. I like the packaging, so I'm going to give that an eight. An eight out of ten. Mm -hmm. And then what's the other one? The other one is how useful is it? Oh, useful? Was that really a category? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, it's useful. I tell you what, it's useful. In, what What is coconut water good for? Dehydration. So that's good. Yeah. And I think it has. Other, a, does it have a small amount of potassium in it, or is that I might that might be a reach? Of, you may be thinking of a banana. Yeah. Now it's also very good for your skin. Right. So I'm going to give it. But I, would you add it to things? Well, you could add it to a curry, couldn't you? Like a Thai curry or something like that. You also can add it to a fruit smoothie. But it's so... We don't want to keep bringing up the expense, but it is quite expensive. It's expensive. So I would use a cheaper one in a smoothie. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Make and I keep this for drinking, which probably brings it down again. To a... Seven. So 10 plus 8 plus 7? Mm-hmm. Is? 145. You could tell me any number and I wouldn't know because I'm not good at maths. 25. 25 out of 30. Mm -hmm. You've dropped five points somewhere. I'm going to give it out of 10. It's a, Out of 10, it's a 10. I agree with you, Bill. It's, very it's good. perfect. Aesthetic. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an eight. I like the white bottle. I like the kind of handwritten type mm -hmm, vibe mm -hmm. going on there. And then ease of use, I agree. I don't think it's that easy to use because mm -hmm. I think it's so... Uh, tasty and Moorish that you want it on its own. So I'm going to give it a six. So that's a 10 plus seven plus six. 24. 24. Ding, 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 ding. Not bad, guys. Dang. No, 23. Oh. 10 plus seven. I thought you said eight the first time. I might have. Because I was adding it up in my head. 
You know me in numbers. I'm not good. <laughs> I couldn't tell you right now what 13 plus 4 is. Well, you couldn't. It's difficult. 16. What's 20? Per- 17. What's 20% of 80? No. No chance? No. Really? 20% of 80 yeah. is 10. How could you get that? Is that right? No. Oh, 20. No. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. It's just not, I think I have this thing called dyscalculia. Well, we're, we're here, we're, we're, I'm going to stick on this. Yeah, go on. It's 10% dys- of 80. 10% of 80, 8. So what do you think 20% is? 16. Yes! <laughs> We've cured you. Yeah. Of your, what did you call it? Dyscalculia. It's basically dyslexia for numbers. I mean, like, you had to teach me. It was you, in fact, that taught me how to do the tipping yeah. in the United States where you just move the decimal point over. To get the 10. And, and then add another 10 for your 20. I did not know that. But I will consistently embarrass myself just with rudimentary maths where my mum and my dad will, will, will be something like, well, whatever, it's, uh, it's 7 plus 6. And I'll go, oops. <laughs> just kind of disappear away. It's embarrassing. Guys, brilliant. Brilliant dominate the world. Please send us more suggestions. We want them. And uh, that was an absolute smash hit. That was an absolute smash hit. I'm going to finish that now, Dom. Lovely. Harmless harvest. Mm. Organic coconut water. <sighs> Taste the rainbow. Oh, no, that's skills. <laughs> There's only one colour. It's pink. <laughs> hey, well, that's the end of the episode, Dom. Is, is that it? That's it. That's all we've got time for. I'll be taking my uh, coconut water home with me. Me mm. too, but there's hardly any left. It was delicious, that. Guys, if you want to get in touch, and let's, let's try and make our show number one. Come on. Not only number one in the film and TV charts, let's make us number one in the world. That's that's what we want. If the you, universe! If you want to do that, you have to subscribe, rate, give us a five-star review. review. The great thing about subscribing means you don't have to go look for us each week. It'll just simply show up in your phone. If you give us a five-star rating and a review, it means that we fly up the charts and then we can call up Joe Rogan and be like, ah, in your face, Joe Rogan, we're number one. And then he'll absolutely batter us with one hand. He will batter us. Yeah, he would break us in hey, half. you can email us at friendshiponion at castmedia.com. And also, obviously, if you guys want to leave a voice message for us, telling us anything about what's going on in your life, or maybe you have a question that you want to ask, or how Lord of the Rings has completely changed the outlook of your life, get in touch with us, www.speakpipe.com forward slash the friendship onion great memory guys we'll see you next week and unfortunately we ran out of time but next week we'll talk about that time that you and i stole that camel in saudi arabia well, that was headed out into the desert we never thought we never thought we'd see that see, see water again we didn't we didn't see you next week guys <laughs> goodbye You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.